0: Patta acknowledges the custodians and elders past and present of the land on which we work, practice, rehearse, perform and present across Australia. We pay respect to the cultural authority and traditions of the land. The first peoples of this nation express their culture through music, dance and storytelling and it is a privilege to continue a tradition of storytelling and performance in this country. We acknowledge the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first Australians and traditional custodians of the lands where we live, learn and work The Performing Arts Teachers Association a Patter podcast Today we get to meet Talia Rowley and Talia is an actor, voiceover artist and writer. She is currently starring as Jane Doe in the Twisted Mirror TV series Killer Cafe where you can order a hitman along with your morning coffee hit. This September, Best Actor New York awarded Talia Best Actress in a comedy for the short film Stuntbot. And the very next month, in October, saw the launch of Talia's script inscribe Creations, a catalogue of original acting pro- scripts providing homegrown stories for Australia's youngest performers and their facilitators. Hope you enjoy this conversation that we had with Talia Rowley. Welcome Talia. Woohoo, thank you. (laughs) Hi Jennifer. We need some like little audience clapping. I know. (laughs) By Carly button or something like that to get us going. (laughs) Oh thank you, that was a great intro. Thanks for joining us all the way from Sydney. Amazing, thank you for having me. So Talia Script and Scribe Creations, what a what a lovely thing to do! And what we're gonna do is we'll go and delve deep before mm-hmm. into that and find out who you are and where you're from. Amazing.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'm currently in Sydney now, but I haven't um, I haven't always grown up in Sydney, so I'm from Brisbane, Queensland. Yeah. Um. I know, and <laughs> um. I don't know. I guess I, I, I had a great, I had a great childhood. I had, there was a lot going on. I was very, very lucky. i um, very grateful, very close with my family and they're, they're all still there and um, I do miss them. So, uh, but I was, I guess in terms of like coming into this sort of world of performing, um, mm. you know, and, and where that sort of all started, um, it did take a little while and I, I sort of owe credit to my, my, my wonderful mother, who, who quite early on was trying to find something for me uh, that I enjoyed and that I yeah. kind of wanted to do. Because I think sometimes when, you, when you've when got kids, it's always, you know, trying to find what they're interested in. Can What's we that you? thing? What's that
0: what thing that's going to excite them?
1: Exactly. Hmm. So, um, I mean, and I was always pretty outgoing and confident. So I guess she sort of maybe sort of took that into what what we <laughs> might find. Um, but I was also, I also needed a bit of a push, which is why she she had a bit of a challenge ahead of her. So I did... I did everything under the sun. I did tennis, baseball, I did aerobics, tap dancing, I did trampolining, like you name it, I did it. And my wonderful mum eventually was like, right, we're taking you to to acting class. (laughs) So I was like, (laughs) (laughs) There's gotta be something. (laughs) Yeah. I was just like, okay. Anyway, she sort of dragged me along. um, and I loved it, you know, and I sort of that was the moment that I kind of found my niche i think a little bit at that age and i sort of found my my people and it just sort of made a little bit more sense than some of the other stuff so thanks mum. um you know (laughs) how (laughs) old
0: were you when you went to acting class
1: i i think i must have been in high school um right i think i must have been a little bit later on i must have been about 12 i think um so it was a bit later on and and back then um back you know we didn't really have drama or acting classes in primary school and so I wasn't really Mm -hmm. exposed to that um in my earlier years so it wasn't until a little bit later and we crossed everything else off the list of possible (laughs) things Talia could do as a child we finally we finally made it to acting
0: which was great so
1: yeah I think that's sort of how I I sort of fell into it it was sort of like a happy accident I think
0: yeah
1: so um did you get into drama in high school once Uh, you were in there I did yeah I did um I I remember actually wanting to do sewing of all, of all things oh. quite early on in year eight. I'm not sure. My,
0: yep. You had to try everything. I think in, you
1: really do. I was, I was yeah. really given everything a go. Um, <laughs> and right at the last minute when I had to like lock in my timetable, I, I remember running to, to the office and, and p- pleading with them to, to change it last minute. And I wanted to do acting instead. I have no idea why. Um, yep. And and luckily I, I did. I think I'd had a a class earlier that day and I I'd, I'd made everyone laugh and it was this really great experience and I think it was mm. having a bit of confidence to um maybe go for that thing that kind of scares you a bit, but it only scares you because you kind of know that you you really want to do it.
0: Yeah, you so, really love it.
1: Yeah. So and that was the end of that. I did I pretty much threw myself into drama and acting for um for the next five years while I was at school. <laughs>
0: What well, what were your teachers like then Were they were they someone that would excite you or um, yeah. what were your teachers then?
1: My teachers were great at school. I had some really um, accommodating, beautiful, creative people that I worked with. Um, I did find that as I moved as I moved on, even through school, I I found a little bit more of a connection with um, with my extracurricular acting outside of school, just mm-hmm. because of its. Um, ties to sort of real world industry. Um, yes. I did find that at school when I was sort of doing drama it was a little bit dated and you know wasn't quite um you know what what I I loved to do. So a little
0: um, less freedom possibly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's all absolutely important and it's you know totally, yep. you know, worth being in the curriculum and it's it's great. But I did yep. find that um stumbling across the industry in, in a way that you are collaborating with all different kinds of people, whether it be directors and producers and writers and Mm. actors, you know, the production and the art department, like that was, that sort of blew my mind. Like that was, that was the exciting part. So, um, yeah, I, yeah.
0: It's good that you pull that up about those extracurricular activities and using um, that as sort of that stepping stone to seeing that world in the bigger realm, which you don't get in high school, you might get in university, But in a school, you've got your teacher, you've got your class, you go and see plays, but if Mm -hmm. you're doing something on the outside with an acting school, then Mm -hmm. you do have that touch to industry and get to see the inner workings. And you go, oh, well, there's much more that I can be than just an actor. There's so many more things. It's a whole new world, a whole big world, which is really good. Good to see.
1: Yeah, I, I I completely agree. That's exactly what it was was for mm. me. I think that were they were my reservations in doing drama because I thought oh I well, you know where's it going to go. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you, know, you already you already uh, see what's happening and what's not happening and you go well,
1: yeah. Um mm. so it did feel a bit limiting, but obviously yes, being exposed to that to that extracurricular stuff really does open it up in a whole whole other
0: way. So mm, yeah. Absolutely. So where did you go after you went to the mm. uni? So tell us about what you studied and and yeah. So um after uni,
1: I oh sorry, after school on my way to uni, I sort of did what I think a lot of year twelves do. I I I panicked a little bit and I thought, right, um what <laughs> yep. am I gonna make any money from acting? <laughs> you know That's how,
0: question. Yeah.
1: You know, we you know, I, I how will I get my Aston Martin if I'm not, you know, if I <laughs> So you know, I, I decided that I was actually going to go do biz- business. A dual degree in a Bachelor of Arts and a Bachelor of Business, and I had yep. done business at school. And I hadn't really enjoyed it all that mm. much. But for me, in my head at the time, that was kind of I was trying to safeguard myself. And yeah, I don't know. Yep. So I yep. had initially gone to do business and arts, and I got about six months down the track and <laughs> realized that um, life is short, and yeah, you can avoid doing the things that you really aren't that passionate about yeah. particularly when you've got a very supportive family I just didn't know why I was doing it so I mm-hmm. I dropped that important life lesson we added that to the we added
0: oh, I'll like that, that to
1: house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only do what you love yeah. um and and then I did a bachelor of arts in in film and screen minoring in social enterprise so that's what oh, I fine. did yeah at Griffith University in Queensland and then and then I later moved to Sydney, and I did a full time
0: diploma of
1: of screen acting down here. So,
0: and how did you find um, your diploma in Sydney? How was it moving away from family, but but still doing something that you like exploring yourself and what you love? Oh, it's
1: hard. I'm I'm half. My family's also part Italian, so I, you know. Oh, like big a, family. Yeah, it's a <laughs> big deal, um, but it was great. I think it was something that I had put off for a while um yeah. and you know, it were still lingering, it was something that I was still thinking about so much that I did know it was just not gonna go away unless I fully committed to sort of seeing that out and giving it a go mm-hmm. um, and I had moved down with my partner who had a job transfer, so we were very lucky that it sort of worked out the way it did, and I had him, and you know he, he was he's very supportive, so um it was fantastic, I mean, so very glad that i that I did it uh and it's a, it's different to Brisbane, you know, it's, it's, it's a different, it's a lot more fast paced. There's a lot more kind of, you know, going on in terms of just the speed in which things move down here. So it did take a little bit of adjusting, but, um, yeah. I sort of live between two cities now when I can. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, so, uh, when did you, when did you come back to cause you went to the, um, was it the Australian uh, yes, school of performing arts and film and television? Yes. Yeah. Um, that was kind of uh,
1: that was sort of the catalyst, I think, for a lot of everything that happened. I mm-hmm. I was uh, brought on board. Actually, the school in which my mother dragged me to uh, to do my acting classes was the school in which my teacher at the time also became my boss later at the Australian School of Performing Arts, Film and Television. Oh, so best. I owe quite a fair bit to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> so I I um I met this wonderful. Lady called Amanda Hardwick, who was my teacher and um, she was fabulous and we we just we got along we sort of we connected I think I was about you know at this stage I was a little bit older and she I don't know I guess she sort of saw something in me and she kind of took me along for the ride and uh, she started up a school from sort of nothing and I came yeah. on board quite early as a student teacher yeah. and I think we had about eight students in a basement at Wool and Gabba, like doing this like class, like yeah. and it was it was great. And and it basically grew from there. And I think I was still finishing uni at the time, so I was kind of doing you know a few different things, but mm-hmm. over the years it then um it then just it became huge and uh, another my it, it was co-founded so there was another lady called Renata einhaus equally amazing yeah and um and we kind of built this school there was like the three of us for a little while and then more team mm, amazing it so we went from eight kids in a basement to seeing hundreds of kids a week all over southeast queensland doing all of these fantastic um screen courses theater courses drop-in like you know acting courses yep. um it was it was pretty wild like it was i I do miss it dearly, and um, it it was kind of the first time I realized that I loved teaching. Like I really hadn't mm. done it up until that point, and uh, I discovered that I really, really loved it, and loved working with the kids, and loved that collaborative, creative environment that we we created. And I was I think I was there for about five sort of years as it as it grew and. Wow. Um, yeah i think just after i moved they sold it so it changed hands um i yep. think it's now known as perform australia um yep. but it was an incredible feat like i still pinch myself looking back at the kinds of things <laughs> we we did and we pulled off and the and the people we we met and it was amazing
0: uh so what in hindsight would be the um i guess three of the most important things you learn in those those early years out of mm. university um because i guess a lot of people when they go into uni and they do their course and then they come into mm-hmm. the real world what's that change of real world and getting into industry like um do you have three things that you would that remember or lessons that you learned in that time
1: ah uh, i do i do i i
0: doesn't have to be three <laughs> <yeah. laughs>
1: well um i think in hindsight uh particularly now having, having many years having passed since I was in that job and having come mm-hmm. out, I think, and I've sort of touched on this, the importance of really, you know, if you are passionate about something mm-hmm. and you love something, it is totally worth investing your time in. And, and that is the thing that you, sh- you should be doing. Um, yeah. I had that job. And, and while I knew at the time coming out and um, being in the industry and being able to act and being able to teach and, was fantastic having had jobs since then that maybe didn't tick as many boxes really does make you kind yeah. of look back and go right um uh, realigning with i think what is important if you can and mm. if given the opportunity to to uh do a job that you love i think is important yeah. you know as like, I how, older, do, I, how I do i get like, a little
0: bit more of that in my life that i had that was yeah, would, in yeah. boxes at that time
1: i think so i think so mm. and uh and i think just my love for for teaching and being with kids and 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 learning from them. Like I still can't get over how much, even though I was the teacher, how much I learnt from being around young people, mm. um, whether they're five or fifteen. Like you, they're just they're bringing stuff that you you you're no longer dealing with or that you've missed, or they're just they're great. You learn so much from them, and um, I think that in hindsight too, you don't realise at the time, but <laughs> yeah, they yeah. they were definitely um, so amazing to be around. And I think small business is number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, building something from nothing in the industry. Yep. We were a team of women, um, which sort of had its own challenges sometimes in, in, you know, how seriously people wanted to take us. Yes. Um, and, and just, yeah, building something from nothing was, yep. was pretty amazing. I've taken a lot of those, those skills and lessons then having watched uh, my two bosses kind of work through it. And I'm, you know, I'm doing the same now. I'm definitely... Yep. How you're replicating
0: that that example that they gave to you now yeah absolutely With script and scribe, we're not mm-hmm. going to get there yet though oh. We talk about well, how how did you get into writing did that come along while you were yeah at, when did that love come when did that love hit you i studied it at uni so i did have a yeah. lot of my
1: my um subjects i had studied writing um but it was all very um Uh, It was all, you know, within, I'd never done practical writing, you know, out in the real world at this point. Um, And I do, I remember quite early on at the Australian School of Performing Arts, Film and Television, we were doing a holiday workshop and we had about we had a number of kids there and it was a very creative collaborative venture because what would happen during this week is yep. we'd come up with an idea in, in the space we had and then we would create some characters and we would write a script and then we you know we'd, we'd refine it all and then we'd film it and we'd show it at the end of the week so it was this crazy week of absolute fabulousness yes and i remember uh, my boss she sort of turned to me and she was like so <laughs> did
0: <you> write it <laughs>
1: Do I want to write a script with equal parts for about eight kids? You know, in a in a theatre. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, I'll give it a <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think you've got all these ideas, and you know, yes, lots of cooks. Yeah, I, and it, you know, but through her kind of guidance in in that and refining it and understanding the boundaries in which we were working in and. You know practice essentially that was the yeah. first time anyone had ever said to me yeah I think you you could totally do that yeah. and 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 I did and it was this great film that we made and we made a lot more after that um, but that was the first time someone turned to me <laughs> and said, and said do you want to write and yeah. I loved it like yeah. it was it's so much fun like it's it's it. Um, I just, I very much enjoyed it, which is probably why I am still doing it many, many years later. So yes. that was sort of the first instance that, that I kind of wrote.
0: And cause you went to the university of Melbourne then.
1: I did. I flew over there to do some dropping classes as well. Um, mm-hmm. again, I was sort of doing this all at once, but I did, I wanted to, it was at that point I thought, right, I really do want to hone in on these skills and, um, you know, re- get a bit more professional development in this area because I didn't mm-hmm. want to be able to, to do it better and to do it well and to, to challenge myself so um i did spend a little bit of time
0: over there as well working yeah working on writing yeah so now now yeah. we can get into it <laughs> so, Script and scribe creations yeah what was your epiphany or light bulb moment and uh, that made you go let's do this yeah it was it was while i
1: was teaching um yep. at, at the school um we had a range of courses that required a whole different range of scripts, um, short mm. scripts and two-handed scripts for film. And what I discovered when, when I was there was it was so very difficult to, to find that material. It just, yep. wasn't, it just wasn't available. Um, and, and we didn't have the time to, um, to read whole plays with the kids. We just needed something we could kind of hit the ground running with. And, and that, was, that was hard to find. And yep. I think in that moment, I, I realised not only was it hard to find, but it just kind of didn't exist in Australia at all in terms of any material that we were providing for our young performers here. A lot of the stuff that we found was, was written overseas and mm. was American content. And yep. they do have quite a large industry. And I have always said that that totally within its own right is valuable. I think if you go into the world of acting, you need to be able to master different accents. And that's obviously part of it. Yeah. But as young people here in Australia doing, doing courses and acting here, you know, we, we, there was no material that uh, was representative of what young people were facing here and the kinds of challenges that they were experiencing and, you know, just even in terms of the rhythm in which we speak is different mm. than how they speak. And I just remember thinking I would love to provide a resource For facilitators and kids, where it was, it's just we didn't have to spend hours and hours and hours every day trolling through the internet or books trying to find stuff and vetting
0: everything beforehand to see if it's it's age appropriate and if it's right language and all that sort of things. Yeah, and so, and that's sort of where it
1: kind of happened. And from there, you know, like you said, another challenge was finding stuff that was challenging and age appropriate and relevant to different Mm. ages here and. Um, being able to provide all of that kind of in a one-stop shop that that teachers knew um, and parents knew and students knew that it would be exactly what they needed um, yep. kind of, you know, came to me and and um, it took a while, but that's sort of where it, that's kind of where it started, just wanting to be able to provide that resource.
0: Yeah, well, congratulations. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> and you've had your, your launch. But what, what are the key things that you try to remember? You, I mean, you also have um, some extra writers with yes. your work with you um, what are some of the key things that you need to think of when you're writing a script for for young people
1: yeah um, i think that obviously not being 15 years old myself anymore or 12 mm-hmm. years old myself I, <laughs> I can i can write stuff that i think um is appropriate for them but when yep. given the opportunity uh, and if time permits and schedules match up I always try to touch base with the kids. So I've got some fabulous teacher friends along the way. um, Yeah. Have let me speak with their classes um, who have Mm. included writing lessons at school and sent me their monologues. And I think just being in touch with what kids themselves are experiencing and what is relevant to them at the time is always going to mean that you're and and then being able to finesse that and put it in a script for them is going to mean that the material they're dealing with is far more relevant to them Uh, because even, even now, stuff that these kids are experiencing, even social media, that was not around when mm. I was at school. So they thats a whole, whole other ball game that that I didn't experience firsthand at that age. Yeah. So for me, when I do get the chance, it's it's talking to the kids and um, basically like workshopping it and kind of having this collaborative brainstorming session early on, and then and then taking yeah. ideas and and trying to um, trying to work them into into a usable script um and i think that along with you know my own past experiences um is kind of is kind of how i try to create the most engaging work that i can for them
0: yeah what's the feedback been like from uh, from students and their facilitators
1: from students it's it's been great they they were the reason that i think i I sort of did it they were like this is great you know these i was like yeah okay (laughs) so i think you know kids kids seem to love them. Um, I have a lot of students whom I taught back then who were a lot younger and are older now are still visiting me for material um, all these years on as they've gotten older and that's such a compliment to know that they've kind of you know have that trust. um, And as far as facilitators go I hear the same story like over Mm. and over again from facilitators just in terms of oh my goodness you know I'm a teacher as well and you know we can never find scripts and um yep. they're always american we can't find anything that's age appropriate
0: yeah. so yeah
1: it's that same narrative that you know I, that i i have that kind of gets fed back to me from teachers so i i think i'm on the money in that regard you know like it's I yeah. definitely feel like we're, we're sort of definitely on the same wavelength um in terms of what what they need and um and i've been sort of working with a couple of teachers at the moment and and they've had really good uh feedback from their their students in class so
0: what about, what are some of the scripts about? Tell us, tell us what they're about, some of them. Some of them. Okay. Yeah. So, so
1: some of them. Oh, there's so many. Um, well, I, I'll ask about one, Attack. Okay.
0: The Attack? The Attack. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Which I think is very Australian, very relatable, and I think every kid should, um, should be doing it in drama class or English class just because it'll be hilarious.
1: You know, yeah, Uh, this is one of those, like, you know, scripts that I feel is timeless. No matter when you were a kid in Australia, this one's going to, this is going to resonate with everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, The Attack is a script that uh, was based on uh, a moment or actually a few moments that I personally experienced as a child with the very infamous magpie here in Australia. Mm -hmm. And so it's a short script. For young kids and it's very physical it's very funny we encourage the child to you know experiment with costume um and yep. what better way to ward off a terrifying magpie than you know maybe with a spatula you know a colander over your head whatever you can find in the kitchen yep. at home um, so to play with costume in that regard is quite funny uh and it's this this beautiful monologue between between uh a young australian child who, who is taking on a menacing magpie mm-hmm. that has really been making their trip to school and their commute quite challenging.
0: Um, well, and I it, think every kid can relate to that. Every adult can probably relate to that. I remember getting a swipe on my cheek from uh, a plover. Yeah, so magpie. Yep. Yep. So Maybe
1: I need to do another whole one on plovers. That is, it's a whole, <laughs>
0: yeah, Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it's, yeah. What are some of the other ones that you've written about? Mm-hmm. that Australian kids can relate to.
1: So another one that I, I do love is a duologue that I wrote for some slightly older kids. Um, a big part of my growing up, uh, I was very fortunate enough to travel quite, quite a lot of Australia. Yeah. And, um, and I remember going to, to Winton with my family. Oh, out, yes. Out in Queensland, yes. Been there. And being introduced to this, the concept of the minion lights and um, kind of going to the museum and, and if you don't know much about it, you should definitely read up on it um, because there's a whole bunch of theories about what it is. But these, this, what I loved about it that I wanted to kind of write about in the script was this beautiful um, ambiguity and mysteriousness and kind of romance of the outback that we kind mm. of have here. And um, obviously because it was, we wanted to make it a little bit more dramatic and so we We are dealing with a whole lot of things in this script we're dealing with you know um maybe some extraterrestrial life um but we're also dealing with with family and and it's this it's this this great dulogue between cousins about something mysterious that is happening out there and yes. it's quite. Uh, it's one of my favourites. It's definitely quite beautiful. And it just and even though it hasn't got a lot to do with the trip that I personally had to Winton, it was just that seed of an idea of of being out there and the kinds of feelings that um, being in our landscape and, and a landscape that's very uniquely Australian kind of evoked within me. So, yep. um, yeah, yeah. I,
0: I can't reveal too much. No, but you also do custom scripts, I saw. So you're, you're willing to work with people and and... And, mm-hmm. and guide them through and, and, and get a script done for them in the way that they want on the subject that they they are asking you about, is that right?
1: Correct, yeah, that's sort of how how I, I work best um, as well. That's sort of, you know, I've always had a collaborative um, kind of, um, I've always been collaborative in terms of the scripts that I've written. Um, You know, the kids would come to me and say, yes, we want to do a script on X, Y, and Z and there's two of us and we need it to be three minutes and off I would go and I would write something. It's good to
0: have those kind of deadlines and those little points. You you want to work within those borders of what that person wants. That's how a lot of people find, oh yeah, I can do that.
1: It's almost more freeing in a way because Mm -hmm. you kind of get, like you said, the parameters and you know you you, you work, so much can happen within that once you know where the boundaries are. Yeah. Um, so that is isn't unfamiliar to me. I love, I love doing that sort of in hitting briefs and writing for people. Uh, we were very fortunate that I'm very fortunate enough, um, a couple of years ago to, for one of the bigger department stores here, we did a massive traveling, uh, theater piece, uh, with actors, uh, and this particular store in Sydney is six levels high. And so we started our traveling Christmas piece that I wrote downstairs on the ground level and yeah. we had a crew filming it. And the customers were basically encouraged to follow
0: <laughs> follow <Find> the <laughs> performance, yeah, yeah, all the
1: way up through every level, and we incorporated staff and customers and products and um, we finally made it up to the top and and the payoff was obviously that Santa was up there, so we yeah. did this christmas show and and that was that was great fun to sort of work with a bigger company and to be able to to do something on that scale and it's a little bit different to sort of what I had done previously. Yeah. Um, but it was still, it was fantastic. So in terms of custom scripts, if anyone does have an idea or, or a performance or something special that they're trying to do, um, mm. yeah, absolutely try to work with them
0: to achieve it. Good to know. Mm. Cheers, everybody out there. Yes. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> on the subject of teachers you touched yeah. them before your two mentor bosses um yeah. so let's get into who have been your teachers and mentors along the way that have given you those inspiration those moments um, mm. that have led you to where you are i think you know
1: definitely definitely the two ladies that i mentioned before um my partner and my family are great, you know. Yeah. <laughs> They're just the and best. and your mum. I think my mum. My mum, she sort of, you know, kickstarted it all. My dad, yes. I think that's where the writing actually came from. Yep. Um, my sister, who's probably sure of, you know, she's sick of hearing of, of, of this. And Alex, my partner, who doubles as an editor on his days. Yes, need <laughs> those. But aside from them, <laughs> yep. um, Amanda and Renata, yeah, yeah, were my, uh, were my teachers and my bosses and. Um, you know, I'm lucky enough to now call them my my friends. So yeah. they were just amazing, um, particularly Amanda, because she was my acting teacher years mm. on board with the Australian School of Performing Arts, Film and Television. Yeah, um, I just I think seeing two uh, two women build something from absolutely nothing mm. and create the environment that they created, and to deliver the level. Of work that they did, and yes. to have brought me along for the ride, yes. <laughs> and trusted in me, um, I will forever be grateful to them. And um, I don't think I've ever actually told them uh, that they are my that mentors, and that I look up to them with with uh, such gratitude. And I'm so grateful. Look, look at me. I'm getting all teary. <laughs> Don't let me get teary. I'm
0: going to cry. <laughs> oh no. This is something different. Yeah. But, um, um, you gotta, I, just, I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's nice to actually say it out loud and remember yeah. and, and, yes, be thankful and let them hear it. And they're going to hear
1: yeah. It. yeah, I know. Amanda, Renata, if you're listening, I love <laughs> you guys. You're the, they are the reason that, I'm, that I am here, you know, yeah.
0: for sure. I, I, do, I absolutely believe that. So what are those life lessons and pieces of advice that you have learned along the way that you could give to kids who are out there doing drama or singing or acting um, today and want to get into the business and um, in the industry? What What's those pieces of advice that you've had that you would mm. pass on? Yeah.
1: I uh, There's a few. I think the, the first one is that whether you want to be an actor or not, I think having the courage to maybe do some of this creative work where you get to work, you know, with the script is, it's going to help in so many ways that, you know, may not necessarily mean you're going to be a professional actor. What it it will help with and what I've seen it help with and what it helped me with was, you know, my confidence, um, my flexibility, uh, Mm. my reading skills, um, And putting myself in somebody else's shoes and seeing the world from someone else's perspective, which I believe in this current world, you know, Mm. is something we absolutely need more of. And I think, you know, just doing it, it's going to, it's going to mean we see these beautiful um, changes and growth in all other areas of of your life, not just your, your acting, um, so I would encourage, if you haven't already, I would encourage kids to definitely to jump in there and do these kinds of classes and to do this kind of work because it is so invaluable um, and totally transferable to life. Like the skills yes. you learn doing this kind of thing, we can we can carry into all these other facets of of our our day to day lives. Yes. Um, I would also say. And this is a big one, I think, in terms of, you know, of doing something that maybe you're not sure about doing would be, my, would be the 80-20 rule. <laughs> okay. I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I love everything to be, to be perfect, mm. um, as I'm sure a lot of people out there do. Yes. Um, unfortunately, though, not everything always reaches that level of perfectionism because there is always something else we can be doing. There is always that extra little thing. Oh, I might just add that, so I'll wait. I'm not gonna, you know, commit to, to finishing mm. or it out there or doing it. And so I really had to work on my eighty twenty rule, which is once it's at eighty percent, we're good to go. Put it out in the world, <laughs> then you finesse and tweak. But yes. you know, you're only gonna learn once you. So take a risk. Eighty twenty. That a big that one. Bieber. Otherwise, <laughs> and scribe would never have. You know, you just got to go bite the bullet and go. Yep. 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 <laughs> That's yep. it. Then the baby, <laughs> um, I think that's. I think you know that's in terms of maybe maybe
0: some of the older audience and then and then the kids as well. Yeah, I think definitely for kids, there's lots of moments in life where you work on something and you just go, "Ah, oh, I'm too scared, too scared to put it out there. It's not finished. It's not right. It could be so much better. Someone else is doing it. Yes. um, it's already been done. But I really like that eighty twenty thing. I like that. Just get yeah. it at 80% and put it out there. Yeah. You can work on the 20 later. <laughs> yeah. You can work on the 20 later. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And your other piece of advice would be do what you love, love what you do. Oh,
1: that's it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That'd be, that'd be the big <laughs> one and, and do it because you love it. Don't do it because you, someone told you to do it. Don't do it because you, uh, it's going to make you money or not. make Just mm. do it because you love it and the rest will follow. And, um, and that's something that I, I, I still have to remind myself of. Um, it's worth your time. When you find something you're passionate about, it is worth yeah. it.
0: And while you're a kid, you're young, um, even even up to 50, 60, 70, if there's something that you love, why not give it a go? Absolutely. Don't, don't let that regret come in later. Just no. do it and, you know, yes. do your yeah. business class later. Do your business class later. <laughs> Yeah, and if you do do business, that's fine. (laughs) Well, it's going to help. It helped you. It helped me. (laughs) Yes, it all, it does. It all comes together. (laughs) So, Talia, what is the big dream for Script and Scribe Creations? Yes. I mean, I I that of everybody, Um, and it can be massive, but what's your big out there dream? Put it in the universe, say the words, and let it be flowing around, and maybe it'll come back to you. Um my
1: big i th- i think my big my big out there dream for script and scrub creations would be that it is in every extracurricular that that these scripts and this kind of work is being used in every extracurricular acting school in australia i just yes. i i do i think it is that valuable to have this kind of material available um, both for facilitators and kids and and then i I would love to formulate some kind. Of workshop where we're delivering the the process of writing and and having an idea and 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 then also performing it and I don't know some yes. something like that and I want it mm-hmm. I want it for everywhere in Australia regardless of whether you're here in Sydney or you're out near. Uh, Where did I last go? Stonehenge, which is, you know, in out back Queensland, there's a population of 50 people and a beautiful school there. I just, you know, I want to, I want to, I want this creative process and the things that it allows um, these young people to achieve to be available everywhere. Uh, So that, that is the big dream.
0: I (laughs) can see that. I can see it all happening. You can? Yes. So you put it out there, (laughs) let it flow around. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we will see. We will see. Well, thank you very much, Talia Rowley from Script and Scribe Creations. Actor extraordinaire, voice (laughs) artist. Um, May many things come to you over the next year. May 2021 be amazing and kick 2020 in the butt. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you so much, um, Jennifer, for speaking to me today. And um, the Australian Performing Arts uh, Teachers Association, you guys are amazing. So I'm so glad that um, we've we've been able to have this chat.
0: Yes. Thank you very much. And best of luck. Yes. See ya. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. For more information on Script & Scribe Creations, head to the Script & Scribe Apata podcast page on apata.com.au. You'll find links to everything that Talia does. And a few announcements as we wrap up today's session. Again, we don't want to hog the mic. If you have an idea, topic or conversation you'd like to share, we're all ears. Contact us through apata.com.au or your members' dashboard. And hey, look after each other, okay? Stay safe, stay sane. Stay well, people.